What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect the Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Woo, it's hot in here, isn't it? Yeah. You got some sweats, dude? You got some it's, sweats? It's, it's been actually here. It has been hot. Really so it, it feels, it, you know, it feels ironic that we're talking about a movie where it's it's very fucking hot. I was sweating as I was can, watching this movie. Maybe they can, your kid can, can you know, increase the temperature around her. <laughs> Or him, or I don't know. I keep trying today with that poorly with that poor uh, skit we just tried to do. Uh, we are talking about the 1984 Firestarter. I am if your host, Brett Parker. Let us in on the joke. <laughs> yeah, nah. it was a lot nah, fucking nope. smoother. No, nope. you guys are just supposed to pick up on these things. All right. <laughs> I am your host, Brett Parker, joined by the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> ah. All right, we're talking about Firestarter from 1984, directed by Mark L. Lester. Uh, his uh, his filmography is interesting. He directed the Arnold Schwarzenegger helmed Commando. Yes, and oh, um, Armed and Dangerous, which was a little fun flick back in the 80s, that starred John Candy, Eugene Levy, and Meg Ryan. Is a is an interesting a little comedy, yeah. And uh, lately, he's been directing a lot of just B-rated sci-fi channel movies that are awful. So hey, you know what? Hey, he's still working. Good I was about him. to say, like he's seventy-five years old, he doesn't give a shit. He's getting <laughs> a paycheck. Who cares, right? Yep. Oh man, this movie was released May eleventh, nineteen eighty-four, starring little old Drew Barrymore. Two years removed from E.T. This, I mean, E.T. was pretty much why she got this role, because of how good she was. This and uh, the next Stephen King adaptation they did. Yes, what was that, Cat's Eye? I think so, yeah. Uh, this also stars David Keith. Um, I'm trying to remember things I've seen him in lately, or ever. We were talking about him. I know, I, I, like, I recognize his face, but it's hard to kind of point him yeah. in things. So I have a he was an Indian in the cupboard. Oh, fuck. There we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I know I have oh, that was... VHS somewhere. <laughs> we were talking about it. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, Dan. Hang on. That's abuse. Stop it. This is what she does to me. Help me. She's getting Jeez. you to shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> so we were talking about watching this at work, and Sandy's like, Yeah, Indian in the cupboard. She's like, His daughter. I guess she worked at um, a hospital. He's from Knoxville. Like, he's from, like, 45 minutes from where we live. Mm. Who? David Keith? Yeah. And we were talking about him. And a girl I work with used to work at a hospital um, in their billing department. And she's like, yeah, his daughter was there one time. Like, she did, like, billing for her. She said it was really weird to see the company of uh employment or whatever and it was a screen actors guild like all this stuff was listed with this company and everything i was like it's kind of cool he was and, and, um, i don't know i guess he was an, an officer and a gentleman behind enemy lines shit like that the most men of, important men of honor i remember him from men of honor and he was in daredevil the yeah i was about to say yeah. the yeah. 2003 Jack Murdoch. Movie. hell yeah he was uh his daddy daddy and his and his uh, brother. This is a weird fact. His brother is a play-by-play announcer for the Tennessee Titans. See, there you go. There you go. Keeping it, keeping it local important, for us. Important things. Uh, this also stars just... Heather Locklear in her first film. 
Yeah. Is it really her first? Yep, this was her film debut. She wasn't in it for very long, but hey, she was there. Post yeah. Charlie's Angels. Or maybe it was during Charlie's Angels. I don't remember when Charlie's Angels was a thing. I think Charlie's Angels was in the 70s, wasn't it? Maybe. Right, she was in Charlie's Angels. Am I just making this up? Hell, I don't know. Making a Farrah Fawcett, not Heather Locklear. Sorry. She was in Chips. Yeah, she she wasn't in Charlie's Angels, everyone who's mad yelling Uh, at their... I thought this was the revenge of the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) Not the return of Beverly (laughs) Hillbillies. Yes. Martin Sheen was in this movie. Yeah. And George C. Scott. Yep. Um, playing a very controversial character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not and not just because he was a weird I don't know what I, I mean, for one, uh he's supposed to be playing a Native American and he is a very white man or was yeah. a very white man. So uh not cool. Not cool. Yeah. And his and character then, like, was fucking weird. Borderline pedophile thing. Yes, he's pedo man in my notes. Yeah, it was everything that came out of that man's mouth was cringe times a thousand. (laughs) Just, just not cool. Yes. Uh, it budgeted around twelve million dollars. Even though the documentary I watched, it was he. The director said fifteen, or no, he said ten. So I don't know who to believe. I guess I should believe the director since he's one who directed the film. Well, I had heard that they had to get an extra million just to get George C. Scott in the movie. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. I mean, a man was huge. I mean, he was he was uh, he was Patton. So, yep. And uh, the box office was about seventeen point one to about eighteen point nine million dollars, which was not good. Barely made its money back. It was deemed deemed a box office failure. Uh, a lot of bad reviews. It wasn't liked by Stephen King himself. Said it was one of his least favorite adaptations of his work. Have you seen, have you read the book? No. Oh. This is one of the few I haven't read. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because in the documentary, Mark Lester, the director, stated that, you know, his script was, you know, he read the book and he wanted to, he wanted to make a, a very, close adaptation to the book like because so originally John Carpenter was given the task of directing this movie but his Mm -hmm. script had nothing to do with the book like it was just completely different from what anything Stephen King put on the page and then they were like yeah we're gonna try to we're gonna see some other options and that's when they got Mark Lester in and then they got Stanley Mann who was one of his um fellow writing partners and they wrote us they're like all right well we're we're going to adapt this by the book it's going to be as close to the book as we can get it and i guess this is what they got even though stephen king comes in and he's like yeah not really well see i had actually heard read something different so i don't know which is true i had heard that um carpenter and his writer were attached and they were not attached anymore after the thing flopped uh, that's could, what I had heard. That could be it too. I don't know how true either one, but either one's a viable. So, sounds viable enough. So there is a doc. So I have the uh, Scream Factory special edition Blu-ray of the original Firestar. Is what I watched uh, today, and it's got a documentary on it uh, 
with you know with the making of the movie and it was the director was interviewed a producer a couple of the actors like uh kind of side character actors dick warlock yeah. was in the documentary guy who played um michael myers in halloween 2 and he's done i mean he's a huge stuntman back in the 80s and Mark Lester, I mean, Mark Lester's story was the whole, like, ju- just the fact that John Carpenter's script was so not even close to the source material. Hmm. Okay. And they that just didn't want to go in that direction. Story. But it makes sense that they would kind of turn away from him after the, the thing was a huge box office flop, which this ended right. up being a flop itself, so. And then the thing actually went on to be one of the most popular, or what considered one of the best horror films of that time. Right. I mean, so. to be honest, I feel like this has gotten a lot of love uh, in the last probably 20 years. I think, you know, it's it's hit or miss. I mean, the fact that they they decided to remake it. Yeah, I, I feel that there is love for this movie. I mean, I think the for what these actors got for a script, I think they did a pretty good job with it. There are some questionable um, things. I don't think Drew Barrymore's acting chops was it was fine, but like, yeah. To be honest, I don't think, I mean, I think her role in E.T. was just so good for her age, and it's like they were just trying to harness that, and I don't think it came off the same way because she's yeah. playing something completely different. Yeah. You know, but she was what? I think she was 10 when this movie came out, so it's uh, trying to get an actor of that age to be amazing. Right. It's hard. She was nine. Yeah, I was going to say she's so, born in 75. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard task to ask of a, of a little kid. All right, well, yeah. let's talk about it. What did we think of Firestarter? Stephen King expert, go. And go. But I, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. There was some, I hated the, what, I don't even know what his name is. Rainbird. Rainbird. Did not like him at all um glad he went out the way he did but yeah yeah it was i'm gonna say what you said about my opinion of the film is about what you said about drew barrymore in his film it's 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 fine it's a, it's an okay movie this is this is probably a one and done for me I probably would ever watch it again it's not horrible. I was I was interested to see how the movie played out, but not like. But you know, it's like, oh, how's this movie gonna go? And that, that's yeah. it. Like, it's not like a severe interest. I'm like, okay, I'm watching this. Let's let's see how this plays out, kind of thing. It's fine. Uh, yes, I, I will say though, particular highlight of the movie is some of the uh, practical effects stuff at the very very end. You mean the fireballs on the string that you could clearly well, see? No, yes, but not that. But but I understand the physical limitations of the time. Oh yeah, no, I get it. It's nineteen. More specifically, the the <laughs> shot of the dude that gets blown up and his body gets just, just shot into a tree. A tree. So I was good. like, that's fucking <laughs> best so kill of the that fucking entire, movie. That to me, the, the entire ending of the movie was just like it's, it was awesome. To be honest, it was a, it took a little bit too long for her yeah. to progress through that whole thing, but. <laughs> some of the some of the guys just being like no 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 and yeah. she's not even remotely killing them yet like they could easily just turn around and start running away but instead they're like cowering and like no don't yeah. do it it was, it was great oh and, and the but again as we've said with a lot of movies and this is this gonna be a running thing for myself specifically this movie easily could have been 30 minutes shorter 100 percent 
This was a, I, when we look at the time, it's like it's just about two hours. It's like, what the fuck? Seriously? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't stop and look to see how much time was left on this movie. I didn't think it was. No, I didn't either. I wasn't losing like the, my attention wasn't like going away from yeah. w- when I was watching it. I I generally like this movie. I don't think mm-hmm. it's I don't think it's anything special. I don't think it really needed to be remade, Um, especially from what I've been hearing about it. But we won't talk to we're not going to talk at all about that movie until next week. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good. I I thought it was good for what, like I said before, like the script that these actors were given, they did a good job with it. Okay, that's fair. I don't know. I was seeing okay, hand well, signals well, over there. I don't okay, know what's okay. No, no, I I agree. Like it, it just felt. You know what it felt like to me when I really think about it. it felt like a TV movie. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Like and and. And not in a bad way, like you said. It's it's, it's like I said. It's just it felt like it was an okay movie to watch. I was curious how it played out, and it was a one and done thing. Yep, not bad. It's just an all right movie. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's kind of the gist of it. It's 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 a it's a movie. Yeah, it's 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 a movie, as Angela would say. A movie. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate myself after watching it, so I feel oh, that's no. always, that's like, always a good thing. I was like, you know, okay, I've seen it's this like, now. It's like when you watch, uh, you know, Jason Goes to Hell. That's when you're like, I hate myself after watching that movie. I do want to point out, I do want to point <laughs> out, I, I don't know anything about this movie. Like, I know just this. I know nothing about the book, nothing about the new one. The new mo- movie is a little over an hour and a half. Oh. All right. Well, we're going to be talking we'll about see. that. We're going to be talking <laughs> about that next week. So that's going to be Yeah, that's you were talking about like, I interesting. what the runtime is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Uh yeah. That's that's the that's the gist of that. Actually, I do have a couple things. Oh no, that never mind. I don't have anything. The the one thing I talked about before with the John Carpenter uh stuff that was the only really important oh. thing I need to talk about. I guess well, I'll mention one thing cuz we can get to it later. Uh was it what was his name that played the Native American dude? George C. Scott. George C. Scott. Yeah, I was reading. I don't know how true this is, but you know how he's put an eye patch on for later in the movie. Yeah, it's apparently of the, the contact. Con- yeah, the contact he wore, he got some kind of infection from it for his one eye because his eye was kind of like that milky kind of look to it. And he said he got an infection, so they had to do the eye patch because it wasn't healing like it was supposed to. Uh, that was an interesting something really cool. It's kind of kind of like this, you know, especially with all these multiverse movies and stuff coming out. It was it was really cool. Like Drew Barry, so Drew Barrymore has a talk show now. If you didn't know, uh, it's called the Drew Barrymore Show. Oh, okay, of clever. Uh, but she <laughs> but she interviewed the girl who plays Charlie McGee in the remake. So it's kind of like, oh, Ooh, oh that's cool. That's but, that's cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, Drew Barrymore. She is a very eccentrically excited person all the damn time. She is, isn't she? <laughs> She's that overly oh, happy. Yeah. Like you need to just. Tone it down just a wee bit. <laughs> yes. Originally, though, when she was a kid, Drew Barrymore's mom bought the, I guess, the original soft cover book had a girl on it. Like it was just a, a girl that they that modeled for the the cover. And the mom supposedly this is just a story. Who knows how true it is? But that she brought it home and showed, like, hey, this kind of looks like you talking to Drew when she was a kid, and then later you know, gets cast to play the character in the movie. Irony! Irony! Yeah, who knows how how true it is, but I thought that was pretty interesting. 
yeah, really not too too much craziness. I don't really want to dive into too much trivia wise. I figured we just hop right into this movie unless you guys got something else you guys want to add before we get into it. Other than um, Keith, David Keith looks a lot like Jared Padalecki. Yeah, he does. Holy shit. Does he look yeah, like Zac Efron? Because clearly Zac Efron. That's who we needed to play the dad. Yeah, well, I, I that, she mentioned it during the movie. He's like, he looks like, what's his name? Jared, Jared, Jared Padalecki. I was like, holy fuck, he does look like him. So they should have got him instead of Zac Efron. That would have been, that would have been hilarious. Would have been perfect. No offense, Zac Efron. You're just too beautiful. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> Damn you, Zac Efron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we got to talk about the music. That, that's one other thing. Uh, so the music for this was done by Tangerine Dream, which is a German uh German group from the 60s they they still perform today and right. um when they created the music for this movie they kind of just did it and sent it into the director now usually when a composer creates music for a movie uh they label things like this goes into scene 1A like the director can kind of put it all together uh they kind of just sent the music in to Mark Lester and said and and they had no lists on it it was no numbers or anything. It was just music. And he's like, where do these go? And he, the guy's just like, anywhere you want. <laughs> There's, it okay. Fits, it fits everywhere. And you're like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I do want to talk about how there was a freaking sequel to this. It was a two-part miniseries on sci-fi back in 2002 called oh. Firestarter Rekindled. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That, that's about it. Uh, I, I was I, Oh, go ahead. Also, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be Firestarter versus Smokey the Bear, but no, I want Firestarter versus like Carrie White, like Firestarter oh. versus Carrie. That'd be dope. Yeah. Um, watching Nine this, bullets. I've only seen this movie once, and it was when I was a kid, and I remember nothing from it because I didn't. I when I watched it this time around. I mean, I have been listening to podcasts of people talking about this movie, so I've had some information that I didn't know about. But like the fact that the dad has like powers, I was like, I don't remember that. I just saw she did. So that's I don't what I remember thought, that I whole angle of everybody having powers. But all right, I just do you like the Damn. sound that he makes when he does it? Why does his hands need to be here, dude? He's Professor X. All right, that's what I'm thinking. What the fuck? Wasn't there like scanners? Yeah, wasn't there a character in like the MCU or something who like uses like some sort of power and then it causes them to have nosebleeds? I feel like there was somebody similar in like a superhero movie. I don't know. Probably one, but I don't remember an MCU. Yeah, probably not MCU. But. All right, Firestarter 1984. We got to keep saying that because there is a new Firestarter that literally just came out. So this movie opens up to some banging 80s tunes, but with the most <laughs> generic opening credits where it's just words oh. on a black screen yeah. with a little bit of smoke. You literally could have had flames just billowing as this music is playing and you're showing all your cat and God, I forgot how long credits were for movies back in the day where it has to show every yeah. actor's name and the producers. And it was like, Oh, just get to the movie and the caterer and the caterer's assistant. <laughs> and now they just show it all at the end and you have to, yeah, that's fine. Wait. Five oh, minutes. Listen, Dude, we're lucky. We're lucky to get a fucking title card at the beginning of movies these days. Usually, it's about <laughs> half the film through. <laughs> Twenty thirty minutes in. Yep. yep. Here you go. 
Uh, we're in Washington, D.C., at least from the skyline. That's where we're at. Uh, you see okay. the Washington Monument. I mean, uh, that's where I'm guessing we're at. And a man is running uh, with a little girl as agents pursue. And this this scene made me laugh because so it's it's Andy, the dad, carrying Charlie through this crowd very slowly, by the way. And it then goes to the agents in the car as they're watching them. And he's like, oh, I lost him for a second. Oh, there he is. Oh, 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 there he is. He's over to the right. Like they're narrating everything that's happening with them over on that sidewalk. Oh, they saw us. You got to drop back. We got to wait because we wanted to see us. You figured he would have made an alternate route, not having to play football player through all these fucking people with his daughter. He's like, excuse me. He's like stiff arming everybody. Mm -hmm. Get out of the way. Uh, We find out that the the dad can control uh, people's minds as he literally tells this taxi driver to drive. He doesn't want to go to the airport for some weird reason. It's too far. And it's like he's like a $500 bill. Take us to the airport. He's like, Ooh, I can't, I can't say no to a $500 bill. But it's just like a the, one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he makes, him think, yeah, he makes him think it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just remember the, I'm trying to remember what the original bill. And then the agents the try to hop in. They're like, stop. And he's like, no, I got $500. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> it's knocking everybody over. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I do like though, that the, the agent who falls out of the car, the other agent turns to help him up instead of just keeping running. Like he's, yeah, he well, that's good about his fellow agent. Get up, not like, fuck him. You're just going to be set on fire later. It's okay. <laughs> I'm working yeah. for that promotion. <laughs> so they're heading to the airport. Um, We then get to like some weird flashback where people are getting experimented on with what's called lot six, which was supposed to be just some weird hallucinogen. And it turned yeah, it out. Supposed- it turned ahead. out it was it just like unlocked things in people. Like because powers. wasn't it? They talk about it later, wasn't it? It's supposed to be based on something in the human brain. I right. thought it was like for, for like. Extra. I thought it was like a pain medication they're trying to make out of it. Oh really? Because I, I know he I, I was talking about how it was a hallucinogen. Yeah, well, I know they started tripping out and shit. But. Well, no, that's what he says. <laughs> oh, okay. Then I must have missed it. I'm sorry. He says that it was like that. It would cause hallucin- uh, hallucinations, but also, I. Yeah, it was it was weird because it's it's kind of like um. What was the ex- the drug experiment, like the LSD experiment back in the, like Vietnam, during the Vietnam War? Or no, was it even earlier? It might have been earlier than that. I know what Pro- you're talking oh, about. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's right there. I, I know what you're talking I about. Can't, I can't think of it on the top of my head right now. Uh, but we meet Andy McGee, played by David Keith. Uh, he meets Vicky Tomlinson, played by Heather Locklear. Uh, and I like the whole thing. It was like, oh, you yeah. know. Project MK Ultra. There it is. Mortal Kombat Ultra. Woo! Yeah. Is that the next game? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You oh. have to be high as fuck to play that game. Wow. Oh, oh it's so real. <laughs> I can taste the characters. What? I can taste weird. that guy's blood from the finisher. <laughs> oh man. They talk about how like how bad do you think the the trip's gonna be? It's like, ah, it's probably just they're probably just gonna give us tap water. Oh, okay. And then it literally shows them like Whoa. And the doctor's like, how you feeling? He's like, I can't remember what he says, but he says something like he's just mimicking everything he's saying. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't remember what he says either. It's something ridiculous. No, yeah, and he's next to the one woman. And they're talking to each other, and he's like, I love you forever. I've always loved you. And he's like, 
she says something he's like whoa i said that in my mind yeah because yeah. yeah. it's like they build it like have some kind of like telepathy between them or something like yeah. that like she tells him something that he was saying in his head and he's like i didn't say that yeah. i said that man oh okay no. so you figure out that andy turned into professor x and apparently his mom her, her mom apparently has something going on yeah but you never really you never really find it. out what she has it, uh, when it comes to a power. Her power is just to like her character wasn't written very well, rolls. to be honest. It, no. it, yeah, she wasn't in the movie very long, and it wasn't written out well because they're like, "Yeah, she has a power too. What is it? We're not telling you." And you're like, "Oh, <laughs> should we? Should we you just see her bleeding from the nose? Should we build on her character? Like, ah, now we're about to fucking kill her off screen anyway. <laughs> the dumbest way. <laughs> so stupid." Um, but yeah, after this exchange, uh, people, other people during the experiment start having convulsions, going through convulsions and yeah, bleeding yeah. from their eyes and their ears and shit. And you're like, Whoa, what is happening? We then go back to the hotel, right? Oh no, no, no. This is when Andy and his, uh, and Charlie are at the airport and they're going to steal, you know, and they have the conversation about how stealing's bad. And he's like, well, we got to. You know, it's the only way we're going to sort of get away from these people. We got to sometimes you got to do bad things to end up doing good things. Mm-hmm. She's like, OK. And they walk by this clearly pregnant woman who is trying to talk to the guy who's supposed to be the dad of the baby. And he's Can't like, believe, fuck yeah. you, bitch. Get out of here. And it's like, but but you said I'd be with you. No, fuck you. You sleep with you sleep around. I'm like, this is yeah. this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, he's just trying to get on. He's a military dude just trying to get yeah. to the next base and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And uh, Andy and Charlie steal the the quarters out of the phone in the phone booth. And Charlie's overhearing the conversation between the couple. And she gets really annoyed and sets the dude's feet on fire. Great sequence where his feet get set on fire and he runs through the airport and then like what a fucking move. He literally grabs onto the bar and swings himself yes. and gets both feet in the toilet at the same time. I was like, nails it. And then the cop runs, he's like, get out of there, buddy. He's like, can I put my feet out first? I was like, you do suck, but that was a fucking sweet move. Yeah, yeah. That you just yeah. Did, man. That was awesome. Uh, So, yeah, the um, they escape the airport and they're walking down a highway we then cut to the agents that are following him and they're discussing Andy and his powers and how every time he uses it, it's kind of fucking with his brain. Like it's slowly kind of killing him. Yeah, they called it what they call it. Uh, they're like micro lacerations in his brain or something like that every time he yeah. used it. Yeah. Yeah. So if he uses it too much in quick succession, it could pretty much kill him. So, right. Uh, and yeah, he's in rough shape as Charlie holds blame for her mother. She, you know, she pretty much states that, you know, she's the reason her mother's dead. And you kind of don't get a clear picture on like what happened. You're like, did she yeah. kill her? Or did, you know, she set her on fire? Like what, what actually happened? And then yeah. you see what happened. You're like, this is fucking stupid. This is so lame. Yeah. It's like the agents off her or something or whatever. Yeah. Is that what the thing? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have to. Oh, wait. Holy shit. Did I skip? No. I just kind of went around my notes. That's fine. <laughs> After she sets the guy's feet on fire, Andy com- uh, comforts Charlie about the incident. He's like, well, you kind of you controlled it. You could have set his, you know, torso on fire. You could have set yeah. his hair on fire, his face, but you yep, got him in yep. the feet. So we feel like you're I've, I feel like you're controlling it better. 
they they're going down the highway and Charlie say Charlie, I guess also has some sort of telepathy where she can sense when things yeah, are, like yeah. she can see things uh, almost like clairvoyance. Yeah. So she's like, Oh, they're yeah. coming. And you can see the cars kind of driving up and they have to jump down the kind of like the, the ramp there down you to, the, go underneath to the, the, the overpass. The, they go under yeah. the overpass. Or... And the dad almost gets hit by a freaking truck. Yeah. And yeah, and then they just slowly they uh, hitchhike their way their way out of there to a hotel. They while they're at the hotel, Andy has another flashback of Charlie trying to control her power. He kind of he's holding up the the piece of toast. He's like, "All right, Charlie, you know, make me breakfast." Yeah, focus on this, <laughs> and then you can see like half is already like burnt to a crisp. And she's trying her hardest, but unfortunately she engulfs the entire piece of toast in flames. She gets annoyed and they're like, well, we'll just try again tomorrow. Like they're literally training her to be able to control her powers, which I guess if you have a kid who has a power like that, you probably would want them to be able to control it. So just randomly being like, hey, why is half the house on fire? Oh, the baby was mad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. The curtains are on fire. Yeah. Mm, Great. So. The yeah, mom. Like, how do you discipline with that? Yeah. Like, you go, yeah, you got to wear your fire suit and you go up and it's like, you go to your room. <laughs> but well, they talk mad. about later. Don't they mention that that possibly they use their, their own powers to kind of suppress her when she was a baby? That's what they say. There's really no yeah, clarification that yeah. that's what he's actually doing. It's yeah. just she's she loves her dad and she wants to make sure she's doing what what he's telling her like he's yeah, you know absolutely. she's just being a kid listening yeah, to her parents <laughs> um yeah. but their whole thing is yeah he's you know his power is to, he can manipulate what she does and be able to you know stop her from using it or doing certain things and which they never which which you don't see i, I think i thought they meant like when she was a baby because who's to say how long she's been able to do this because in the film mm-hmm. she's what like six seven eight something like that yeah her actual character probably like eight yeah and yeah, so the mom is like, yeah, we'll do, we'll try again tomorrow morning. And she's like, no, I want to do it now. And then she gets mad at the mom and sets the oven mitts on fire. Like, ah, it doesn't like kind of burn her hands a little bit, a little bit yeah. underneath. Yeah. And the dad yells at her. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of a dick thing to do. Like, don't burn your mom. It's bad. Don't set her on fire. After we Get just up. told you to set this on fire. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. There's no clear message here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy, so Andy wakes up from that and then goes back and has another flashback of coming home to find his wife dead in like the closet yeah. in, and, and he is a distraught because he knows, he knows that something bad has happened. He goes through all the house. And I think the fact that he like checks everywhere and then he the, like the closet's like the last place to look and he knows He's like, please don't be in here. Please don't be in here. There's blood. Isn't there, there's blood on the floor. There's like a yeah. trail of blood going up. To- yep. And he opens it up and it's like a fucking folding table that she was on. That was inside <laughs> the closet. It's an old um, ironing board. Ironing board. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just perfectly set up on that ironing board. Dead. And the fact that a, it doesn't break when right. she folds out of the closet. That's a strong like- ass ironing board. Like made out of I solid used, wood too. Strong. They don't build them like they used to. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, she's dead. She had something in her mouth, 
And then, of course, she's he's freaking out because Charlie's not around, so he's trying to find her. He calls uh, Joan, I think it was her name. It was like a family friend or something. Right, and, something like that. Hey, you know, see where Charlie is. And then it cuts to him showing up at Joan's house, and it's these agents taking, you know, dragging Charlie out. They chloroform her, bring her out to the van, and that's when... I actually liked this scene. I thought it was fucking crazy. You know, he literally yeah. fucks with the guys. He's like, you're blind. And yes. he's like, oh my eyes, where am I? And he so says it to the like, other guy. Yeah. Like smacks himself <laughs> in the face. <laughs> he has lemon in his eyes or something. Like. <laughs> and the other, he says it to the other guy, but he goes, you're blind. You killed my wife, you son of a bitch. You're blind. And then he does the same thing. But I also like that he just tells Joan that he she's, you're not going to remember anything that happened here. Go back inside. It's like, ah, oh, good, good, good job. We don't need a useless. Okay. We don't need a useless death here. Yeah. This character is very contradictory. His is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you later. This movie, I feel is that way throughout. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah super. Like we're going to make a decision here, but later on, it's not going to matter anymore. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy and Charlie leave the motel. And then literally it cuts to the shop, which is a secret government facility. Uh, what was it? They're the Department of Scientific Intelligence. Yes, something like that, yeah. And it's literally an old, looks like an old plantation. Like down in, uh, this This was filmed down in North Carolina. Yeah. And the reason yep. it was is because there wasn't any unions down there. You get a lot yeah, more where, done where when there's it? no unions. It? Where was it filmed at North Carolina? I remember reading. Uh, there was a few areas. Uh, Wilmington? Yeah, I- Wilmington, yeah. There was, was a couple other places too. Oh, actually, um Have we been the, to Wilmington? So it was filmed, I think the the shop was filmed on the Orton Plantation, which is near Wilmington, North Carolina. Well, it's by the coast. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. It's far. Fuck. Yeah. And this is where we meet Martin Sheen's character, uh, Hollister. Uh, he's riding his bike. And then you meet uh, John Rainbird, played by George C. Scott. A um, forecasting, forecasting. I really hope they did it right in this new one because this man is supposed to be Native American, as uh, his literal, like, his name is Rainbird. And in the book, he's Native American. And they kind of go through a little bit of his history in the book of, you know, his life and shit like that. And this dude was, this is a very white man who looked, did not look any, anything close to what it probably was supposed to be. So word of the (sighs) wise, if you're going to cast a person that is a specific race, just cast somebody from that fucking race. In the Sorry. 80s? Come on. I know. Why right? do that when we have all these white people? Yep, that's true. I digress. White it up. Fucking white people. Jesus Christ. That's mean that means they would have to do some research. Yep, it's true facts. Yeah, literally. Uh and they in the the lot six doctor, I can't remember what his name was. Uh he's there to discuss Andy and Charlie. The the doctor talks about how powerful Charlie could become. She literally could become like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, she could control her power so much. She could just wipe the like she could literally destroy the planet. That's pretty much what he comes Dr. to the conclusion Wallace. of. 
Yes. Hollister talks about training her and the doctor's like, no, 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 I'm not doing any more experiments. Fuck you. I'm going to leave yep. now. You guys I'm are out. crazy. Yeah. And uh, the other two are like, oh, all right. Well, we're going to have to figure something out about him. We'll send you a fruit basket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy and Charlie discuss where to go. They decide they're going to go to their uh, to her grandfather's. Now, I thought we were going to meet a grandfather, but we didn't. We met a house that the grandfather lived in. We well, made a different uh, old man, but not a grandfather. We did. Not, not yeah. their grandfather. Yeah. Good old Irv. Uh, they decide to... Uh, so, brr, yeah, I just said that. Uh, yeah, that's where we meet the kooky old farmer, Irv. He picks him up, says some weird things. He's like, oh, I'll take you 10... 10 uh, was it? 10 minutes out... 10 minutes 10 closer, miles closer to Knoxville, because they're trying yeah. to get yeah. to Knoxville. And as they're driving away, the secret agents there, they spot them as they're like changing a tire on the side of the road. There's a suspicious amount of Chrysler products in this movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Suspicious amount. Uh, Irv brings, uh, so they fake their names when they meet Irv. So her name is Roberta and his name is Frank. Mm -hmm. Irv invites them over for some lunch and we meet his wife, Norma who is played by Louis Louis Fletcher, who played Nurse Ratched in One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, one of the most infamous characters in cinema history. Nurse Ratched is, uh, she. well, she won an Oscar for that role, so. (laughs) Yeah. I I couldn't put her name, I could, like, when I was watching this movie, so this movie came almost 10 years after uh, Cuckoo's Nest, so it was like, it was hard to, like, recognize her, but. I mean, she wasn't really in this movie for very long. Doesn't really say much. They have their lunch. Uh, Norma brings Charlie out to feed the chickens while Irv uh, talks with Andy. Andy pretty much tells him everything, like that his name is, and you know his name is Andy. He's they're running away from these these guys who work for a place called the shop, where they want to take Charlie and experiment on her and try to control her power and stuff like that. And he's like, eh, it kind of sounds crazy. Yeah, because Irv just like, thought he'd like kidnap the kid and ran off yeah. with him or something. But he comes to the conclusion he's like, "Well, she doesn't seem like she's a like you like you're holding her against her will." Yeah, and I do love when uh, Charlie comes back in with Norma, and she um, automatically knows that she, that he told it. Irv, you told you told why? Yeah. <laughs> but then she senses the cars driving down the driveway. And like, oh shit, things are about to get hot in here. It's getting hot in here. The little temperature gauge on the wall. Yeah, was there a like, devil on that thing? Ah, Satan! Satan! Dr. Satan! <laughs> we had to get that imagery, okay? This movie's very hot. It is. It's warm. No one wipes their brow either. Like, they're in this house and they're sweating profusely, and no one's like, oh damn, it's hot in here. No. For me, oh, I'd be no, like, not. oh god! Oh, Lord, I sweat when it's papers. like 50 degrees outside. If it was that, I would have been like, what? I'm going to die once, now. <laughs> yeah, once the sweat starts rolling down your face, you got to wipe it. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so she gets worked up. Temperatures start rising. The agents show up and confront Andy and Charlie. 
And uh, that's when Charlie just starts murking them all, just sets them all on fire. She sets the one guy's head on fire, sets the other guy's arm on fire, starts just blowing up cars while the guys are like about to get in them. Like, and I love how they look over, like yeah. they get to the car and they just look up. <laughs> Boom. Like you've already watched her skittles were in there. <laughs> you've already watched her blow up this car. Why the hell would you get in another one? I guess you don't really have a choice. You run and she gets her, you drive and she gets you. Trust me. The best one, like these were great. Like I thought all of this, all the effects in this scene were great. Um so I guess in the book, Charlie is like portrayed a lot smarter for her age, and she her powers are very are a lot easier to use. Where she doesn't go through all the like, you know, in this movie, they got the wind machine in her hair where her hair moves yeah. around and she's, she's like, sweating <laughs> as she's doing it. And she's very focused where I guess in the book, she just can do things. I like guess kind of just, oh, okay. she just looks at something and sets it on fire. It's more kind of sim- simplistic where this mm. is just like you have to get that very dramatic. I think that's the they're problem with it. this movie is like, why do I have to like they're, they focus on her for so long as she's going through these these things? And I was like, ah, man, you could have cut this a little bit shorter. But instead, I'm looking at Drew Barrymore, just intently looking at the camera, sweating profusely as her hair is being blown everywhere for 10 and minutes. Ventilating. Oh, my Lord. Like, damn, give this girl yeah. water. She's going <laughs> to pass out. It's <laughs> an emergency water hose on set. Oh, shit. Bring down actors and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Earth gets shot. How dare you? And the Sons arm. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was I like, dude, this- these guys are going to get. I thought when I first met him and they got with him, I was like, dude, this family's going to get murked. Yep. Like, oh, they, every time. Anytime. Innocent people. <laughs> anytime the main character who is deemed bad hooks up with some random couple that lives. So they always live on a fucking farm. You notice that? Yeah. X-Men yep. Wolverine origins. Wolverine meets up with the farming family with his terrible claws. We'll talk about that movie at some point in the future. But... <laughs> But that's how it always works, and they end up dying, and you're like, oh. But I'm glad they they didn't die. They were actually very important for this movie. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Uh, Yeah, so she stops because the dad is like, all right, that's enough. And the rest of the agents who survived were like, we're we're getting the fuck out of here. If it was me, I would just start running. I wouldn't have gotten in a car. Even if I knew she was done, I'd be like, nah, I'm just going to keep running. Just run back. No, thanks. Uh, Andy and Charlie, they drive through the night and oh yeah, the Irv was like, hey, there's a Jeep Willie behind the like, barn. We'll take it. And at first the wife's like, no, you can't help him. And it's like, what if they take the Jeep, they'll leave. And that's yeah, what you want, like, they right? Are, and they're like, okay, she take it. Want him to get, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want him to get involved. And he's like, well, they already shot me, so. Yeah. Like dope ass old CJ5. And he, <laughs> yeah, and he starts saying, he just starts saying, he did he call someone a Nazi in that? I was very, like, he says something. I was like, what? The like, group just started it, spewing some stuff. Yeah, well, because it, it's it's all, uh, ah, fuck. Damn, I know what I want to say, and I'm just, the words aren't coming out right. It's all the the mentality of, of personal freedoms and, and mm-hmm. no government oversight kind of stuff, you know? Pushing, forcing them onto their land with no warrant and shit like that. Right. I'll be damned if that's going to happen. And comparing right. them to the Nazis, kind of. Right, thing. right, right. Yeah, I just kind of heard it and I was like, huh? Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't go back to listen to it again because I didn't care. Uh, so yeah, so Andy and Charlie they drive through the night. Uh, they get to a lake house, 
they hide the Jeep in the woods, covered with some sticks. No one will see that. Yeah, absolutely. Very good spot to be with her, by the way, on a lake. Yeah. It, like, uh, the on fire it. again, just throw in the water. <laughs> but they're also surrounded she's by not, trees. She's not the human torch. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Like, you're getting hot again. Just <laughs> dip her in the water. But no, but no, yeah. admittedly, you know how it is here. And, you know, if it's similar to that climate here where it rains all the time. Yeah. As long as it's the right season for it, we're good. Yeah. Uh, they discuss the future and, you know, about wanting to live normal lives because they, I mean, for the longest time, they've just been on the run. I mean, throughout mm-hmm. Charlie's entire life, they've pretty much been on the run. So they talk about just figuring things out, trying to uh, become normal. And we then cut to one of the best kills ever. Um, the doctor is just sleeping. Oh, yeah. And uh, Rainbird is just hovering over him, and he just taps him, and he wakes up, and he karate chops him right in the fucking face. Just ah, and he was, like, and you see that dummy head? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just like rubber. Just like <laughs> <laughs> it definitely didn't come back. And it cuts back, and he's bleeding from every orifice on his face. All the bone fragments. In the oh man, what a, what a kill! What a kill! Do this character think, sucks, but what a kill! You know. Do you think that Rainbird has an ability? No, I think he's no. just an asshole. He's just well, because he every time he goes to to do it, he holds his arm. Maybe it's just his jack. I don't, I don't know. Well, they never tell you why he has the. Well, no, is it the? Actually, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, we get we go back to town as Andy mails out some letters and is spotted by his, like this old lady in a shop. She calls Hollister. It's like they're here, they're delivering, they're dropping off some letters. Come in get the them. mail in the mail. <laughs> they were just throwing them in the woods. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Hollister uh, wants her for experiments, experiment purposes, and also I guess. He thinks he's going to make a lot of money off of her because of her abilities. I don't know his entire, like, what his goal is. It's very unclear. You're doing it for the country. You're doing it for the good of the country. I, and it's very unclear what Rainbird, I mean, you don't know what Rainbird wants with her. He's other just, than well, weird things that we don't need to talk about too into detail here because it's fucking Well, he weird. mentions later the reason why he wants Oh, him. yeah. Like right now, you know, he's just a fucking weirdo. I mean, it, it's just the fact, the way that he delivers his lines just make you cringe and just, ugh. It's like creepy as hell, man. Very pedo bear. He's like, I want her so bad. She's so pretty. I'm like, whoa, whoa. When you get when you get done whoa. with her, she's mine. Like, yeah, whoa, he's like, dude. Hold, he's like holding up her picture, and I'm like, this can end now. Please move on to the next scene. We know. <laughs> and Hollister's just... like, what do you want her for? No, Hollister's over there, like, yo, bro, you're <laughs> you need <Yeah>. to go. <laughs> what the? He's fuck? like, what do you want her for? Or what are you gonna do with her? And he like explains it, and I'm like, yep. You need to yeah. die. You're a weirdo. But he's one of those characters that's like you fucking hate. But he's like, if you took me out, I've got this, this, and this contingency oh, yeah. plan. You're yeah. full of fucking shit. Yeah, he's You'd got like dead. all these. He's got all these things on Hollister. So he's like, well, I could get this place shut down. You're gonna go to jail for the rest of your life. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, the next day, the postman picks up all the letters, drives away, and he meets up with. Uh, well, he drives by. 
um, Rainbird and just some other guy as they're supposedly broken down. Uh, Rainbird chokes the dude out with some jumper cables and takes all the letters. Yeah. What a shit way to go. The guy was just delivering the mail, dude. That's his job. How are people going to yeah. mail now? Yeah, he got fucking murked for literally That's doing his job. Yep. He, f- he finds where Andy and Charlie are staying. Uh, Rainbird perches outside of uh, outside with a very tiny rifle, or no, it's a tranquilizer gun. Um, well, it's it, 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 no, it's it's you're not wrong. It's actually a rifle. It's an Armalite AR7. Oh. I knew the moment I saw it. What what they are? The the big thing is is they're a rifle used in. Uh, they were designed for aircraft because the entirety of the weapon will go inside the stock. You can disassemble it, put it inside the stock. So it's a tiny, Ooh. like survival rifle for. It was really just designed for aircraft pilots. So if they crashed, they'd have something they could use to keep themselves alive. Gotcha. Not the intended purpose of that weapon, mind you. <laughs> but it's a very unique looking rifle and an interesting what? choice for this movie. You mean yeah. that there are things in this movie that don't make sense? I I know it's so far fetched. <laughs> Karate trap to the just, face. No, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, bam! People setting shit on fire with their mind bullets. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, I like how he perches himself on the ground with it, and then he's like, "Ah, I gotta use my belt, shooting myself up this tree." Like he's going to work on a fucking telephone pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't like, lie to me. This lasted way too long. <laughs> As he's waiting for Charlie and Andy to leave uh, the house, we get the scene inside where he's talking about how they need to go to the New York Times. I'm guessing to tell the story. Did we ever get a clear? Yeah, they were trying to tell everybody what happened. Okay, that's what I think. To them, like the experiments and then all that fun stuff. Yeah. And Charlie gets mad about something. And yeah, they go outside. They go down. And while they're walking on the dock, Charlie gets uh, shot first with a dart. And then. Right in the friggin' base of the throat, oh, yeah. too. Like, wham! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my lucky God. charms! It just goes down. <laughs> and then um yeah then andy gets shot too as he's like i love how you know usually yeah yeah, usually in those in those type of situations uh especially in other movies we'll just we'll state examples in other movies when something like this happens um, usually you try to be quiet. You try to like stealthily get yourself out of there. But instead you're like, who's the son of a bitch who can't shot my daughter? Show yeah. your face right now. And it's like, uh, yeah, because the guy's just going to hop out of the tree and be like, it was me. Yeah, yeah like some snipe, <laughs> like he's going to have some sense of like, oh, I will battle you with honor now. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we shall bare knuckle to the death. <laughs> That's right. We'll fight like gentlemen. Oh my God. Just knock you out with the body. And uh, after they're both taken out, uh, 75 men in fire suits. Like, I swear to God, the whole woods was full Seriously. of these fucking guys just coming uh, out. Think- and, and he doesn't wear one. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm risking it for the biscuit. He's too you know? good for it. He's got plot armor, bro. Holy for now. Shit. Plot armor. With that long gray ponytail going on there because he's Native American. Not. And uh, yeah, Rainbird takes Charlie. And I like the that Andy is still trying to hold on. Rainbird's like, fuck you. She's mine now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to add her to the collection. Oh, no. This is getting she's weird. Like, she's like that villain from the newest season of Dexter. Yeah. 
I can't. Mr. Krabs. Mr. I can't talk to Mr. Krabs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Oh man, Andy wakes up and he's surrounded by just men and a doctor, a Dr. Pincott. And he's a <laughs> this guy. Why you said that? <laughs> what? Andy wakes up, you're surrounded by men. He's like, Am I still dreaming? <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a... I'm sorry, Karen, carry on. Fuck. I'm an idiot. Oh shit. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah, Dr. Pincott, he's an interesting guy. Very proper. Oh, yeah. Very one proper. Of those, oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. Just yes. listen. Your daughter You're going to see your daughter very soon. Why does he sound like Bane? I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was like, that's that's going to be his voice for this for the rest of this uh, <laughs> <all pain>. conversation. <laughs> hey, it's going to be very fine. Holy shit. Uh, Charlie meets Dr. Uh, Dr. Captain Hollister. Uh, as he brings her something, he brings her hot chocolate. He's like, "Here, oh. here's a giant tray and this little cup of hot chocolate for you." <laughs> I want some fucking. Where's my toaster strudel? Yeah, <laughs> bitch, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, and if you could just bring it frozen, I can literally just cook it here. Right here. <laughs> I want two frosty mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got this image of her just being this stuck up piece of shit at this point. Oh, <laughs> Go my ahead. God. I can't laugh. I'm going to cough. Oh, man. No, oh, shit. It's going to cause a bowel movement. <laughs> well, yeah. sorry. Uh, he sorry. talks to her about what he plans on doing with her, sort of. Uh, she's able to control her power slightly. She pretty much tells her power, like when she uses them, if she tells him to back off, it kind of subdues the powers. So like her hot chocolate starts to boil and she tells it to back off and then it goes back to normal again. You're like, oh, okay. Just getting a hand on a handle on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, she says she won't start another fire after. Right. After she murked a couple people, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's justifiable. Self-defense. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Andy's having a rough time as he's literally being held down in a chair, but having pills shoved down his throat. That's got to be fun. Oh, yeah. Let's drug your fucking mouth. Dang it. Dang it. In there. I and don't then, want it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows the next thing where Charlie's being pampered with like toys and shit. I don't yeah, know why she, Doc. Why is Doctor Pincott there? Why is that motherfucker there? Don't don't fuck with her. She's trying to play a Coleco Vision. Oh, that's she's she was playing Slither. John yeah. comes in. I didn't know what game it was, but I could tell by the console. I didn't know it was a Coleco. I mean, I, I only looked knew up because I, I looked it up. I was like, I thought it was an Atari 5200. I was like, no. I was really hoping it was going to be E.T. on the Atari. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine, though, it'd be like, holy shit. Drew Barrymore is playing E.T. in another movie. They missed it. We partially yeah. blame, we partially blame uh, Drew Barrymore for the almost, uh, almost the collapse of the video game industry in the United States. Yes, yeah, so it, was, it was definitely her fault. Well, it was partially to blame. Yeah, she was in the movie. I mean, we could just blame it on Steven Spielberg. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it, he kind of was partially to blame for that whole situation. Well, yeah, and also just the fact that, like, people Atari said, hey, no you need to make this in five months. Well, yeah, like, well, it, it, was, it was just that they were dump, pumping out so many games and they were shit. Like, they were just broken games. Is this the is this the Remember the Game podcast? I don't think I it's host now. that show. No, because they don't they don't see the problem is remember <laughs> the game 
doesn't actually do research. That's right. He says <laughs> it all the time. It's He's in like, there. It's, no, no, it's in there. I'm not making fun of him. It's true facts. It's all from nostalgia. And I'm that I mean, well hey, actually kind of guy. Maybe maybe There's... I should start doing that because I don't I barely do research as it is. So why just not do it at all? So we just take all of our credibility? <laughs> we have credibility? I don't know. Somewhere. Oh, I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> got, deep down. We got double um... A's. This is a toy story <laughs> reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Uh Rainbird goes to Charlie's room and she wants nothing to do with him. She he introduces himself as John. Um, I wouldn't want nothing to do with him either. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Uh, Hollister wants Andy to use his powers uh, for an experiment, but he can't get it to work because the pills are kind of cause like they're suppressing them. Performance issues. Yeah. Erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I was wondering sorry. what was so funny. I was like, what, what happened? What did I say? I'm glad that you had that going too. That's great, dude. <laughs> That's where my brain went. Oh man! Uh, Rainbird goes back. <laughs> it goes back to Charlie's room during a thunderstorm. I uh, the all the lights go out and he starts freaking out, saying he's afraid of the dark. He's just playing her. I'm scared of the dark. Let me in, little girl. And you're like, whoa, guy, you need to back the fuck up. But she uh, comforts him. It's like it's, it's okay, of, little bitch. You can yeah. come stay with me for a little bit. <laughs> you big baby. Not Ain't talking no. about the girl. I'm talking about the little girl calling him a little bit. Not yeah. the girl. Well, he tells her about a story like, about when he was in Vietnam uh, and how he was kind of like a prisoner of war over there. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fear started. I wonder if that actually happened to him, like in the Is, novel. Well, I'm wondering if that's how his face got all scarred up. They have. They never talk about it. Other than the fact that he asks her, are you afraid of, my, uh, like, do you not like the look of my face? That's the only time you get like any reference to his scars on his face. Yeah, he's like, I could wear a mask or something. Yeah, there's like, there's just nothing, like none of the, I feel like the only characters that are really like analyzed deeply are Andy and Charlie. Like everybody else is just there. All right, here's yep. a doctor. Do we know anything about him? No. <laughs> no. No. What about this uh, this Rainbird guy? He's a, he's a pretty interesting character, right? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty pretty thought out in the book what about here nah it's just some white dude playing a native american what the <laughs> fuck is like come on <laughs> he's the bad guy he kills people with jumper yep. cables well she asked for his help uh pretty much like hey can you get can you uh get to my dad for me the lights go back on and he puts her to bed very creepily um you know because he puts her to bed and he's like Goodbye, Charlie. I'll see you tomorrow. And he like kisses her on the forehead, and then he like stands up and he just goes, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> red flags. This is, this is escalating quickly. Yeah, this is, what's what's it, Chris Hansen? What's it? excuse me, sir? Yeah. I'm gonna have to have you sit right there. We need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> she Jesus says good night, Daddy. Oh, and like yeah. that just oh, sends him oh. over the edge. Like, ah. uh, huh? Huh? yeah. You know, just oh, no. throw up right now. Oh no. <sighs> Ooh, all right. Um, experiment time with Charlie. It's time to burn some wood. Burn this fucker uh, down. Yeah, she burns it and then burns the tub. And 
Holster is beyond himself with oh, excitement. Oh, holy shit, dude. Wait, Dad, did you all get a recording? Because if you didn't, you're fucking fired, or I might shoot you. <laughs> did you get it? Like, Whoa. All right, Mr. Mo- Mr. Sheen here, I need you to overact the <laughs> fuck out of this. We just Say needed no him more. to scream tiger blood letter. or something. It's like, nah, that's your son. That's something your son will say in yeah. 30 years. Yeah. But yeah, he's very, very excited uh, about this. But the guy who was in the room with her, not a fan. He leaves, leaves the door wide open. I like how everybody's ecstatic. And, you know, they talk about how they can't have Charlie and Andy together. Like, they can never be together again. He's like, well, your dumbass guy left a little early and left the door open. So she escapes. And so you think immediately she's going to go try to find her father. No, she just goes back to her room and lays in her bed. And you're like, what? What was the point of this? She escapes I'm, out of the room and you're like, she's going to go try to find her dad. Nope. It's time to go to bed. I'm tired. I'm tired. Bring my animal crackers. Up, that was please. exhausting. She was crying, though. She was, but it was dumb. Like, I was just like, I wouldn't, I would, I was expecting her to be like run through the halls, like screaming for her dad or something or. Yeah. Yeah. But instead it was, no, I'm just going to lay in my bed and cry. You're like, oh. That was not what I expected. And I love how Hollister's trying to persuade people to go find her. They're like, fuck you, man. Yeah, you like, okay. That, do you see what she could do? Yeah. Well, no she thanks. She been overwhelmed, too, because she she asked uh, John if she knows where her dad is. And he's like, no, there's hundreds of rooms Yeah. here. So she may have been a little overwhelmed. It's all mental manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie goes back to her room. Uh, Hollister talks to Andy about his lack of power. And he also tells him that he's going to be sent to Hawaii. There's a special facility there and he's going to hang out there for a while. And doesn't, isn't he like going on about being like wanting pills or something? Yeah. And he's like, like, I'm still going to get my pills. Right. But, but, but really he's not getting, he's not taking them. He keeps um, taking them out so that he can get his power back. Yeah, because yeah. he figures out that the pills are the reason his powers kind of went away. Uh, Charlie and John uh, ride horses and discuss her powers. Cool thing was, uh, John uh, George C. Scott actually rode horses, and I believe they were That's his. Cool. Oh, cool! That's awesome. So, I bet. I bet. Uh, honestly, on set, I wonder if Drew Barrymore enjoyed that, like riding horses yeah. and stuff. Probably. I, I don't know what little girl probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I, don't I loved riding horses when I was little. I like how the horse's name was Necromancer. Yes. Bring forth the dead Necromancer. <laughs> and then she's like, what does Necromancer mean? He's like, ah, wizard or witch or something. What does Necromancer actually mean? What? For me? No, what does Necroma- like Necromancer, oh, necromancer mean? Ne- necromancers are wizards that use the, that can resurrect the dead. They use the power. Okay, so, the so he wasn't wrong. He just kind of. No, 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 no. no he's totally. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were joking or not. I was like, Wait no, a I, I, no, no, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They use death magic. Bone constructs. They can construct the bone throne. <laughs> Did you say the bone zone? Yeah. The bone throne or a little girl. Do you want to ride the bone train? <laughs> Rick and Morty reference. Okay. Anatomy thank God there was a reference to that. Uh, uh, everything you... is a reference, dude. Everything. <sighs> Oh man. 
So she pretty much tells John that in order to control her powers, she has to kind of pull them to something else. So like she set the logs on fire in order for it to subside. She had to put it into something else. So it went from the logs to the water. So she just needed more yeah. water. Like because she even states like if she pulls it back into herself, she could just cause herself to combust. Yeah. It has to have an end target. Yeah. Uh, we then get the second experiment with Charlie where she's gonna she's gotta burn through some cinder blocks. What the fuck is that? Melt that shit down. Yeah, well it doesn't even melt, it just blows up. Just literally engulfs into flames and then blows up, and then like there's a a, a bunch of giant ice cubes that then blow up themselves. Yeah. yeah. Everything blows up, dude. Yeah. You're like, what Everything in the hell? Floaties. Yeah, because she's really mad because they keep telling her, Yeah, you're gonna be able to see your dad, but yet they don't ever bring her to see your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy gets his powers back. Uh, Dr. Pincott wants more experience do- experiments done, but Hollister has seen enough. He's like, I can't I, I can't get all of this information just from two experiments. It's like, the bitch literally set cinder blocks on fire, like engulfed him in the flames and blew them up. What more do you need to see? What do you want? I love the, co- I love the contrast here, just on a personal level. Like, I would never call her that. And he's just like, I'll call her a bitch. Like, fuck her. Fuck that little girl. <laughs> fuck her and her toaster strudel. <laughs> Listen, she's like 40-something years old now. She's, I know. I'm it's just, fine. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just Don't worry. There'll be that one person who's mad that I'm calling an oh. eight-year-old a bitch from oh. 1984. Oh, man. Uh, Rainbirds, uh, he's just a weird fuck. He talks about what he's gonna do to kill. Dude, that's fucking freaked me out, man. He's like, I'm gonna get her real comfortable. I'm gonna get her as happy as she can be. And then I'm gonna break her nose so bad that it's just gonna cause her nose to shatter, sending fragments into her brain, which then will kill her. And you're like, what the fuck? And even, even all of us are like, you're a sick fuck. <laughs> like, what the hell? Isn't this, his goal is like, like Holy after shit. she dies, that hopefully that power will somehow transfer like, into him or some shit. Him. Yeah, and he talks about he's like he hopes yeah. he dies soon too. Yeah, he's like you know what he's like when I die, hopefully soon. And you're like, what is going on here? And what am I not Literally being told? Go. I'm just very conf- yeah. They're like His okay. characters are so fucking weird, and there's They're no like, explanation right. for him. All right, George, we need to get up there and just say some really weird fucking shit, okay? Gotcha. Like, got it. I was patting. I can do that. Listen, this is a man who refused. This is a man who refused uh, an uh, an Academy Award because he was watching a hockey game. All right. Yeah, you gotta have priorities. Man, don't give dude. a fuck. All right. Yeah. <sighs> Stick puck, bro. Stick puck. Yep. Uh, Andy controls Hollister by pretty much telling you, you know, they set up this plan how they're gonna take Charlie to the helicopter. They're gonna. Just they're gonna get the hell out of there. Meet in the stables at eight o'clock. Yep. John attempts his plan of killing her, but unfortunately is thwarted by one of the agents who comes to take her to the the barn or the stable. And yeah, uh, Rainbird hides in the stable to kill Charlie. Uh, Charlie scares the agent off. I like how she just causing the gun to be hot you know he she becomes hot that he can't hold on to her anymore she's doing some shit she's just like i don't want to hurt you you need to go get the fuck out of here and he's like at first he's like no i can't leave you and he's 
no, no, no. Okay, I'm out. Peace. Yeah, see it. Yeah, that dude later. probably lived. I got a feeling that guy's like, fuck yeah. it, I'm out, guys. Yeah, he already, he was way, he was, he, dude, he was way far away by the time she was blowing this place yeah. to smithereens. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so yeah, so John tries to convince her to go up into the stable, uh, into like the, where the hay stored with him. And I was like, this is, I'm just uncomfortable. All right. Anytime this man is on screen, I'm uncomfortable. Well, if that was if that's what he was going for, he fucking nailed it. Oh, man. And uh her father shows up and Hollister show up as you know, Hollister tells Andy about Rainbird, about how he would pretend to be the orderly named John. He's like, shit, we gotta get there quick. So he gets in there and tells Charlie, like, he's not who you think he is. And then the Rainbird and Rainbird's just like, he's telling the truth, and you're like, you're not supposed well, to say ca- that. <laughs> you caved very easy. What the fuck's yeah. going on here? He's, he's got his gun out the whole time. He's just ready to kill him. Well, he's well. We already discussed his um, ridiculous overconfidence in himself. Oh yeah. I uh, Rainbird gets a fucking headshot on Hollister. Just oh, dude, boom. Jesus. Well, first yeah. Hollister's first shot was terrible. Oh, it yeah, wasn't absolutely. even near him. And then fucking he just goes bam, one shot right in the dome. Like, yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Martin Sheen. Yeah, and then he shoots uh, Andy in the throat. Shoots him right in the neck. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, and... yeah, because doesn't... Well, well does, Andy manipulates him to jump off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this was so pointless. He tells him to jump off, and still he gets a neck shot on him. What was your plan there, Andy? What was your yeah. plan? <laughs> Wasn't thought out, was it? Holy shit. And <sighs> so, yeah, so uh, Charlie torches Rainbird. Really love this scene because this motherfucker dies finally. Oh, he literally absolutely. engulfs him in flames and then throws him back into the barn door. And at first, she didn't want to set the barn on fire because she didn't want to kill the horses. Because he's like, if you do it, you're going to kill all the horses. No horses died. She yeah, let them go. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you, movie. No animals were harmed. Yes. Not even fake ones. Uh, Charlie burns the barn as Andy dies. And he pretty well, much tells her, kill them all. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. This is a huge gripe because I, I got to put this up. I, I actually, I don't, I, I actually kind of enjoy the relationship between, um, fuck, what's the kid's Andy name? Charlie. 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 Andy and Charlie. I think they have a pretty good relationship for, you know, father and daughter as far like it's not in great but it's a decent on-screen relationship they seem like they have some chemistry whatever this whole time like charlie's just nukes people yep. and then at the end's like fuck them all burn this place <laughs> to the ground and listen not once in this entire damn movie do you ever see char uh, not charlie but andy kill anybody when we can clearly see his power can do that he never you- sorry i'm, I'm excited I discharge when I get excited. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, not once do you ever see him like he could have killed Rainbird. Yep. You could have like shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, said why? He says jump off. Yeah. Why? He, there's so many opportunities he had, but he's like, oh, yeah. yeah, daughter, just fucking kill him. Fuck it. Yeah. Just murk him off. It, it's so contradictory, dude. But anyway, that, that was one big gripe I have between for him in this movie. So as we said before, right before she like fully engulfs the barn she sets the horses free 
all the agents of the shop, they come over, uh, you know, most of them are in the fire resistant garb. They get sent in first and they get just tossed out of this barn. Just oh yeah, tossed. And that's when the absolute chaos starts mm-hmm. as she just starts shooting fucking fireballs and walls of flames. Fireballs on on string, by the way. You can, it's yeah. just, just great. I love the 80s effects uh, of course. where you it, can see the, the wire. It's just great. Not the best, but there are some cool explosions. And like I said, my favorite. It still looks dude, cool, to be honest. Yeah, when the dude blows up and like, it's not even slow. He just rockets into a fucking tree and his corpse is still in the damn tree. My is favorite. That the one where she lights the ground on fire? Well, that one's cool, too, because it lights the ground on fire and gets close to him. Goes, yeah. Like, does that really quick explosion? Yeah. And he's on that one dude's on fire. I was like, that's yeah. cool. Like, there's some cool, this, like, fire play going on here. Right. This scene was awesome, but also way over the top because of the fact that, like, some of these people are reacting to things that they easily could have probably avoided. So, like, yeah. she sets off the wall of fire, and it's coming up really slowly, and the guys are just like, no, 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 yeah. no. What are we doing? Yeah. Oh, what a word. But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite of all the kills, other than the guy getting shot into the tree, is the fucking Dr. Pincott. He hops into the little gator, or into, like, the golf cart, starts driving away, and looking back, oh, and then that's when the first fireball shoots it. It's boom. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, I laughed. I laughed out loud on that part. That was hilarious. I was like, "Why? Why the slow ass electric golf cart? Like, why is that your go-to?" Maybe he could. I just like him looking back the whole way, like. Yeah, right. And we should point out the fact that she has like some protective barrier. So like, oh yeah, she's bulletproof. Like, what the hell? Bullets are like hitting over here. And, yeah, she like, has like a force field her, over her, but it's like ricocheting off nothing. I, I was so confused because there's no explanation that she has this power. You're just like, oh, I guess she's bulletproof now. What the fuck, man? Stop adding like, things to this this character. That's like my entire mindset of going into this movie. Like I said, this is probably only the second time I've ever seen this movie, and the last time I saw it, I was probably very young, ten, eleven, maybe. So it's been a long time. All I can remember is her having the ability to set things on fire. And the fact that she can sense things that are coming and uh, she has a protective fucking, she's got, she's uses the force. What is going on with this movie? Like what is going on? Well, that there's also that shot where the uh, fucking George C. Scott shoots her and like the bullet stops and just explodes. Yeah. Like, oh yes. Explode. It would just. It would. Not that would work at all. <laughs> yeah. Just, it like, it like started glowing and then it exploded and that's what sent back into him, which then he engulfs yeah. into flames. Then gets sent back in the barn door. It's still a sweet kill. Uh, oh yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> we. It's like all right. This is her unleashed and she can't die. Yeah. God Pretty mode. much. Hundred percent. Can't kill her. Pretty much. Uh, I like the truck explosion, the black, like, yeah. jacked up truck oh, with the guy in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. The dude in the gunner's seat explo- like gets, like, blown up and hit, just a dummy that flies through the air. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for a Wilhelm scream on that one. I was like, that would have been a perfect oh, opportunity God, for, that for that scream. Oh, she blows perfect. up the truck. She, yeah, but the, I mean, overall, my, <sighs> the tree kill is just so good, though. Like the, the no, one know, the guy, because because before he's one of those guys who's like no no no, and yeah. then he gets hit and just, just did he just it's not, it's the fastest fucking kill ever. He just goes yeah, like it's so cool. 
Uh, she's, you know, sending fireballs into the, the building, causing it to blow up and all that. It, it's a, it's wild. We got the helicopter flying over. How much did that? It was probably half the budget just using that fucking helicopter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that yep. thing blows up. Holy shit. And then after she's like, for you, daddy. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, so yeah, she goes back to Irv and Norma's house and they kind of take her in. And then the ending is her going with Irv to the New York Times to tell her story. And she goes, doing this, I'm fi- finally here, dad. Doing it for you. And then that's Which, where you know, this movie the- ends. If this, if I don't know how the new one ends, but if this one ends, if this was a modern movie, it'd have some shit negative ass ending anyway, because that's how most movies do. And I don't mind that, but just, you know, whatever. But it is fine. It was cool they brought the older couple back into it. And I, I think that's reasonably a good place for her to go because technically she would be fine traveling alone because if somebody did shit to her, she'd just light them on fire. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's it. That's Firestarter 1984. Do you have any final thoughts on this movie before we end the show? Um, the fire kills at the end, like you said, are really sweet. And I think we already did. We talked about the car thing. And yeah, I guess you should just go watch Jurassic Park 3. I think that's just <laughs> the next logical conclusion. Now, when he says that, he means our review of Jurassic Park review 3, Jurassic, not, yeah. not the actual movie. Yeah. It's better just yeah. to watch our review of it than actually watch yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I will say this, just just throwing it out there because this goes to my interest. I was talking about the the that little gun that was Rain Cloud, whatever his fucking name. Rain, 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 I don't know. I don't fucking keep. I don't Rain keep cloud. up. What the fuck ever. I don't keep up with his Culturally name. He's a shit character. character. That <laughs> yes, that is still in production by Henry, and it does actually floats. Like if you put everything in the rock, it'll be buoyant on water. It's for camp. It's made for camping. You could like put everything wait, in the stock. Wait, what? The oh, you're talking about the gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, the gun. Yeah. Okay. okay. The gun. Like, made, wait, it's, what? It's made, it's made by Henry. It's made, it's, I'm just going to talk about this. Like, it's interesting. It's made by Henry. It's the Henry survival rifle. Everything goes in stock. Everything. So it's this little compact package you can put in your backpack and it literally floats on water. So if you ever dropped it, like if you're swimming, hunting, hiking, whatever, it would float. You can never. It's pretty cool. Wow. There's I don't know if it's fire resistant, but you know, little <laughs> fact. You can still buy it to this day. Wow. 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 Nobody gives a oh. shit. All but right. But it was an okay movie. Uh, I agree. 100%. Watch it one time, and then that's about it. Next week, on episode 55 of the podcast, we are going to the danger zone, the highway to the danger zone, because we're talking about Top Gun next week in to prepare ourselves for the theatrical release of Top Gun Maverick, which is beginning rave so reviews. I think you're the only one that's excited <laughs> about this. Dude. It's be okay. It's because it's sweaty boys and volleyball. It's fine. And really ridiculous mustache. Dan, I, I think we need to, for the podcast, just not wear any shirts and just oil ourselves fine. up and oh, absolutely. Oh, virtually yeah, high dude. five the entire episode as we're talking. Oh, about. the whole time. Um, We would get taken down if I did not wear a shirt. Us. Uh, he wants to talk about you. Talk about us. This is what they believe. Nobody watches Top Gun for naked women. They watch it for naked girls. That's what they watch. What's a fucking sausage truck? This was Magic Mike. This this is Magic Mike. Before there was fucking Magic Mike. Instead of dicks, it's just jets. Oh my god. All right. I'm just going to get me a Top Gun shirt. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to wear my Archer shirt because 
That's art. That's uh, Sterling Archer's favorite song, and his favorite movie, Top Gun. Fuck. We watch Archer. We have... It's a great show. <laughs> it is a good show. I've only seen a few episodes, but I've enjoyed what I've seen. We have a thing on our freezer, our cooler at work, and uh, it shows where product is supposed to be, like temperature wise, and like we have one. It's like Danger Zone, and somebody wrote Highway to the on oh above it. It's the best part of that's <laughs> the best thing about that goddamn movie. It's just that song. It's so good. <laughs> I love the Top Gun oh, theme. It's okay to enjoy Top Gun. The only thing I can think of is the fucking game. Up, up, down, down. You can never yes. land the fucking plane. You don't land it. It's a well, shit game. I don't care for the movie. I've never seen this movie. Ever. Have you not? I thought I've you never, have. No. Oh, never dude. seen Top Gun. It once. I've seen never it one seen time, it. not several years ago, because she's like, oh, you need to watch Top Gun. I was like, okay, I'll watch Top Gun. I'm just not a fan of it. It's not my kind. I of just, I was, I'm not a fan of '80s Tom Cruise. I like modern Tom Cruise. Like my first foray into Tom Cruise was Mission Impossible from '96. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, that was like the first time I ever saw him. And you know, I love that series. I just wasn't a fan of like the stuff that he did in the '80s. And Top Gun, I never saw trailers for Top Gun or like clips from Top Gun. I went, I really want to see that movie because it was mostly yeah. just like, like I don't mind movies. Like I, I don't. I mean, the whole premise of the movie is interesting, but like all I remember was the volleyball scene and shit like that. It's the love, There's no the romantic part of the. We're still doing it, so we could get really upset I, about it. But it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will bitch about it when we talk about it. Right, like fine. I don't understand. This movie has no fucking plot to me. But <laughs> I love you, and I'm glad that you enjoy the movie. It's just a movie I don't care for. Well, then we do it now. There you go. We'll never have fucking to do it again. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be doing uh, Top Gun next week because we are gonna be at, hopefully if, as long as Dan and Angela's uh, theater has the new Top Gun, we're gonna be doing a fresh cut on it. Hopefully, when it releases. I hope at the they end don't. Of May. <laughs> I just kidding. I just kidding. That's fine. We'll go see it. She wants but, to see uh, it. That's fine. But next week's fresh cut is going to be the remake of this movie that we just talked about. We're going to be talking about the 2022 Firestarter, uh, which is now in theaters and on Peacock. So that'll be our fresh cut for next week. Uh, this week or this past week, you know, if you're, while you're listening to this, you should have already listened to our fresh cut of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and. Our episode eight review of Halo, which came out this past Monday. And then this coming up Monday is our season finale of Halo review that I do with my good friend, Andrew Shoning. So, yeah, yeah, I heard about that one. Episode eight. Whatever the last one was. Oh, no. Episode seven was the absolute that biggest dog shit. The- okay. I've heard some shit about that. Yeah, it's terrible. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't listened to the our review yet. Okay, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. But hey, this was fun. I like talking about these little obscure... I guess this is considered horror. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, is it? Is, our fir- is this our first Stephen King adaptation review we've done? I'm disappointed so. because I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, well. Dude, we should fucking do Christine. I mean, we're going to do a lot of Stephen King in, in the I future. Want to hear me yell. You don't like Christine? Dude. Christine is like... Right awesome there ain't I mean, nothing better if i would have watched the movie before i read the book it would have been different well that's let's get that geeky kid from jaws 2 in it yes it's awesome he's way better than in christine than he is in jaws 2 
Yes, it is. Yes, he is. All right. Before we get into too deep of a rabbit hole on other shit, we're going to end this show. Thank you, everybody, for all the support. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're Dissect That Film on everything. Dan and Angela, where can people find you? Yeah, where can we find us there? Oh, down, down there. Yeah, just so you don't have yeah. to try Somewhere to remember all no, 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 links no, I, if you want to. I, I'm going to say Go it. For it. Go say for it. it. On Twitch, it's DNA underscore gaming one. And on Twitter, it's DNA gaming underscore one. One day I will have it fixed where it's all the same. Links are in the description for everybody. I'm Parker Dissects yeah. on everything. Uh, if you want to follow my personal pages... <sighs> But go follow ah. the dissect go follow the dissect the film pages because that's where I'm at most of the time. Uh what else do I want to talk about? Oh, uh, we got some fun guests uh that we're gonna be having on the show. I don't want to announce who they are yet. Uh it I don't know the dates yet, but we're gonna try to do some sort of live end of month stream where we're gonna be kind of discussing old shows that we, you know, go over shows we've done this past month and shows we're gonna be doing in the future. So we're going to work that out. We're going to come up with a date. We're going to do that. And uh, we'll let you all know on, on the social medias uh, or we'll announce it on one of our shows here. But until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 54. See you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.